0: Love Talk Radio. You're all I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. Speak my castle, maybe haunted, but I'm terrified of you. I've cast my spell on millions, but I'm terrified of you. Baby, I do this from the feeling, but I'm terrified of you. I wait my whole life to fight the right one then you come along and that freaks me out, so I'm frightened, ooh, Dracula's one. I never ran from no one, but I'm terrified of you. See, my heartbeat is a slow one, but I'm terrified of you. I've been around for ages, but I'm terrified of you. Done my thing across the stage, but yet I'm terrified of you. I'll wake my whole right life the right one. And you come along and just pricks me out. What I want to fight, Dracula's wedding. Uh, you know I'm terrified. Uh, you know I'm terrified.
1: Hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Talk with Jade on Vibe Radio. Um I'm sorry about last week's meeting. I some some came up but um next Sunday I already have a lot of topics planned, some like heavier topics um you know about things like spirits and suicide um connecting with loved ones who have passed away, Um, you know, working on developing your own spiritual gifts and stuff like that. I have a lot of topics ready, but um, tonight we do have a special guest, and it is my first guest ever on the show. Um, I'm extremely excited to be talking to her tonight. Um, I am a psychic medium. For those of you who don't know, I am a psychic medium and paranormal investigator with the Buffalo-based, amazing team, ghost stories, fact, and fiction, and tonight, I will be speaking with the founder of our group, uh, Shawn Lee Sloat, so I'm going to be adding her here in one second, I'm going to be asking her questions about, um, you know, how she got into the paranormal and some of her, I guess, most profound spiritual experiences, so we're going to go ahead and add her, let me do this, sorry. Hi, sweetheart how are you
2: good how
1: are you i'm pretty good dealing with this snow okay oh
2: yeah i'm doing pretty good how about you out there
1: pretty good the uh plows finally came but the kids are going to be out of school for a whole nother week because of it so <laughs>
2: yes,
1: <you too. laughs> so thank you so much for joining me here um i did want you to be the first guest of this show for a lot of reasons not just because you're my best friend but um I've always looked up to you and I, there was no question, you know, when you guys kind of I like a pre-interview for you guys, let me join your awesome team, but um, it was meant to be, and there was no question about it when you asked. So um, I do want to know more about you and your paranormal experiences. Um, So, I mean, I I guess we can just get right into it. you know, at, at, at what age did you first experience anything paranormal? Um, what what were some of your earliest first experiences?
2: I had a few experiences when I was maybe about 9 or 10, maybe little younger. The one was, the, it's, it's six hours when I um, thought I was crazy. I was standing out the front door in Buffalo, and, I told her I'd seen an airplane coming down and it's gonna crash and she told me there's nothing there. You know, I was just playing games and, and I explained it all to her how I'd seen it. I was terrified. And right. she took me from the door and I told me everything was fine, nothing was gonna happen and then all the next day she read the paper exactly what I had described to her had happened. It wow. had happened. But it didn't happen in Buffalo. It happened in a completely different city. So that's something that Right then in there, she knew something was different with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then i had just other things where I would see, like, the little shadows outside of my, you know, part of my eye and stuff when I was younger. And just kind of always been into more of, like, the, um, you know, the darker side of things without really getting too deep into it.
1: Right. Um. So you kind of felt like you were alone experiencing this at first, right? Yeah, definitely. That can be scary when you're little. So then, so what's the next thing that you remember?
2: Another uh, experience I had was I seen. Uh, I was waiting for a friend of mine to come home who lived Fish from us, mm-hmm. and uh, she's actually affiliated with us. Uh, she she hasn't been around, but the name's Tabitha,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I was waiting for her to come home, and just waiting for her to get in and nobody was there, so I went upstairs and thinking, oh, maybe I missed them. so I went to go upstairs, and as I went up the stairwell, I looked up, and I seen this flaming haired man looking down at me with dark, like, you know, eyes. And I, just, it was during the day, so it's not like it was dark at night, or I seen something like, just you know, right. mistook something else, and we're running back into the house, and of course, again, I told my mom, and she told me, oh, it's, it's probably just someone up there looking for the neighbors, and like, this wasn't a person. It was weird. But, yeah, that was that was another thing that had happened that sticks out that I remember. Like, they, I, I could really close my eyes and still see his face.
1: That was where, at your home?
2: Uh, when I lived in Buffalo, yes, as a child.
1: So did you experience any other, you know, paranormal, paranormal activity at that? At...
2: Those are the five of those two main things that had happened to me and I was there. And then as I got older, um, you know, I just kind of pushed it off and just, Ignored it, and then more and more so when I was living in the house I'm living in now, it more came it came back out where I just couldn't deny it anymore because it was just there, vivid right in front of me.
1: Huh. All right, I have a bunch of questions for you, Missy. Let's get into it. So, well, we'll start off. So, what inspired you to create this awesome team? What like I I know when you're like me and you have paranormal experiences, like your kids indirectly get affected by it. You know what I mean. So, like I know that a big part of our team, our family members of yours. So how how did it go from you experiencing these things to, I mean, did your children? Did they start experiencing things? Um Did you, Definitely. were you open and honest with them about it?
2: Yeah, Um. well, Sebastian, he was two when we moved here. Okay. And, like, almost from the day we moved in, he would talk to two little girls, and he called them Shirley and Monica. Wow. And he talked to them up until, until he was, like, in middle school, kind of, and then he just it kind of faded away where I think he actually ignored it because people were starting to pick on him for it, but he was the only one that had seen them. There was all the kids that came here and the one little girl said, who was that little girl in the long white nightgown and the little brown hair? I'm like,
0: wow. nobody
2: else here, but you and, at the time it was just her and Chelsea were here with with myself. Like no one else is here. She was no, she was just peeking in the doorway like looking at us and then she walked away I don't know where she went. She's, so I figured that was one of the girls that Sebastian I really talked to. Wow. Um, that was one experience we had here. And then he, I had, the <laughs> sitting down playing with the toys, and he would talk to the girls, and they would, I guess, talk back to him, but I, I could not hear or see them. Okay. And he came running to me, telling me that they, that his brother, threw a dinosaur at his head, toy dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And one went flying across and hit him in the head. His brother wasn't there. It was just him. And he said, like, no, Mom, this dinosaur just came flying across the room. So I just told him, I thought he was just pooping around, but he was serious. He Something picked it up, and he said he was playing with Shirley and Monica, and I was not I think it was that they didn't want to play anymore.
1: This is the house that you are still at now currently? Yes. Have yes. you looked into the history of it? Has anything really, you know, um,
2: there's been speculations that this house used the be an old school house, and that it had burned out. I haven't gotten the actual history on it yet. Um, there was a well that was up front. I believe it was a shared well in the area. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was told that a little girl had died in it. Wow. So I'm thinking, again, that that's so – these are things that I've been trying to, to dig up and find out information. But every time I go to find it out, it's like it's a dead end. There's, like, no actual history. That, he doesn't have the names on it that we hear or we talk to. So uh, another person had told me that, actually, the lady who's lived here before me,
0: mm-hmm.
2: she described things that happened to her. I never told her anything, you know, there's nothing. And wow. she told me things that had happened to her, mm-hmm. which happened to us. Um, there was a, a, I call him, like, the gray man because he was, like, like a grayish color, uh we're staying at the foot of our bed, and my husband and I both hit him, mm-hmm. and when I sat up and I said, what do you want? He looked at me like, oh, you see me? And then it was just, like, oops like he disappeared, and the curtains kind of flew open, and he just was gone, but the windows weren't open. The windows were closed. Yes, it's a Dracky house, but this was something actually, like, pushed through the window, like pushed through the curtains and left. Right. And my husband had seen that, too, so. That was something that we experienced together.
1: It sounds like you have gifts, and it sounds like you've passed it on to your family, but you know, to your children. But also, like living in these places that do have history, and you and you live on a haunted road.
2: Um, it does. There's a fair extra vortex in this particular area, Turner Creek Park. It's mm-hmm. got a lot of, you know, a lot of energy in it. Um, and that's the only thing that you had told me that you know, this the land here. Is a vortex, so things seem to come in and go. It's like a crossing over area, and Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stand in this way and stop it from happening. I just kind of accept it and let it go. Never had anything been bad or Mm -hmm. benevolent, anything that made me feel uncomfortable. Once in a while, smell like a pipe. Mm -hmm. No one on here smokes a pipe, but once in a while, you'll smell the pipe, and you'll hear an old man's voice. Wow. Putting that together with the person that we had seen in our our bedroom, the spirit that we've seen in our bedroom. Um, Didn't get a name from Mm them, just that, you know, I could tell it was definitely in the 1800s tire. It was like that type of a suit he was had on.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Wow. Um, So those are like the main things that we've seen here. Uh, Sebastian and I seen a woman walking down the back stairs two months ago. It was in the summertime. And at first he thought it was his Seance Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, she didn't have on that outfit. It was like a a white, kind of um, light-colored 1800s period dress. We're like, well, I know she didn't put on a costume. And she just kind of like walked down the stairs. And as she got down closer to the bottom of the stairs, we were staying in the back where our coats are.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're
2: like just waiting for her to come back to us.
1: Mm-hmm. And she just kind of
2: like took the last step down and then she was off. Wow. So like okay. I wasn't cheyenne.
1: So um I did not know that about you. That is crazy. Next time I come over, I'm (laughs) I'm gonna look around. So, um you and I with our team, we've gone to Hinsdale, we've gone to Gulberg. What are some other places that are haunted that you have been to?
2: Uh, I've been to Grayson Manor with Death Walkers.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that was an experience just to be there alone. Um, I didn't investigate it, but I did get a, a very heavy feeling up in one of the bedrooms upstairs, like
1: mm-hmm.
2: a very heavy chest feeling. Um, so I definitely want to go back there, and I want to do an investigation with all of you. So that's Likewise. something that we want to do. Same. Yeah.
1: What's your favorite place to investigate?
2: Uh, I actually like to do personal places, like people's homes, um, their businesses, okay. to help them know that it's, you know, nothing to be afraid of, if there is something there or if there isn't. And a lot of times people hear creaks and cracks, and they're like, oh, it's a ghost. Right. So, <laughs> most of the time, no, but, yeah. When there is something there, I want them to know it's the ease, it's nothing to worry about.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. So. Out of all the places that you've investigated, what is your best piece of physical evidence that you've ever gotten?
2: Uh, I got a really good EVP here. Um, we were mm-hmm. doing a little EVP survey uh, with my daughter and of her friends, and we were sitting there and just, just asking questions, and it mm-hmm. started getting a little intense. So I said that okay, I said you're kind of scaring everyone here, so we're gonna let you go now. And the voice said, "Haha, no, I'm not. And then I said, so we're leaving. And he said, you like it? I have it all on um, my EDQ recorder, so it was pretty cool. Um, another thing is I was taking pictures out front after we decorated the front of the house for a Halloween mm-hmm. event that we have here. And this day is my aunt who passed away in this house. It was her face in the window. And I still have that, so I can show you. I don't have it with me right now,
1: but I can. Yeah, definitely send it to me. Um, so when going out on investigations, either by yourself or, you know, like personal ones or with the team, what's your favorite piece of paranormal equipment to use, piece or pieces?
2: I like the EVP, so I like to be able to play back and hear what I can't hear with my own ears. Right. I do, like, when we do the SS method, that was something I was just introduced to recently, and definitely I can get into that. And it's just, Me too. I was um, <laughs> in one for, like, over an hour and didn't even realize it. It was just, it just took me into, like, a totally different plane. Wow. And i actually, no, I'm sitting on the floor. Right, it's just all right, all right.
1: Um, So are there any, so if you can name, let's see, if you can name, like, two or three, what are some of the, Places that you would love to investigate.
2: Uh, I want to go to the Hull House. I want to check that. I pass that by a lot. Um, My husband works out that way, so when we go that way. Where is that?
1: The Hull House? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's in Chicago. Okay. It's on um, Genesee.
1: What's the story behind it that you've heard? I I haven't heard of that place. I've never been there.
2: It's got like a civil war background i really i to do more investigation on it but i just know when i passed that place i could definitely feel like i want to be in there i want to see what's going on in there
1: like you're drawn to it uh-huh. anywhere else
2: um i want to go back to graystone manor that's for sure uh there's a couple other places in the area like personal houses and stuff i want to get into
0: mm-hmm. check
2: out the old history the old historian houses um i want to go to roy Cross, but we can't really do much investigation there, like, we can't do, like, a private investigation there, it has to be more open, we can't record anything, so it's kind of just, like, go in and just get a feel for the place, but right. still,
0: things
2: like that. Mr. Aurora is full of, of history.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been on all the Mason-Winfield ghost walks and, like, East Aurora, the whole, almost the, the whole little town of it each house has like a personal story and on, um, what's that street called? Um, starts with an E, uh, next to Roy Croft. It's right off Roy Croft. Um, I don't remember. Anyways, each, <laughs> each like almost every other house has like a really tragic story. It's like, um, and then, so I'm wondering like, why all, why all this in one small area? And Mason, Winfield time
2: ago, there was a, a huge train wreck. Almost similar to the one that we had a few years uh, was it last year, the year before? Yeah. But this one was a passenger train wreck, and there was a lot of challenges there. So I think that has something to do with it as well. Cause they use the, um, I believe they used which is, t- um, Tony, Tony Rooms. Yeah. I believe they used that as a makeshift, uh, place to keep, to take people to, you know, help them at with the hospital. Oh okay. yeah, A little triage place, um, I think that has
1: to do with a lot of it. Also, at one end of the street and right at the other end of the street, there are two cemeteries. And um, they are connected in the middle by a church. Yeah. And so I think that's part of the speculation on why it might be so haunted, like, I don't know, land landlines and all that. I haven't got to, like, personally go to any of these places in East Aurora, but um, I have spent a little time at the Roycroft. And that, yeah, that whole area is just, there's something going on. I think our team needs to <laughs> get out there. I don't know. But
2: um, well, we're supposed to do an investigation at an old, um, an old shop over there, uh, a tattoo parlor now. Mm-hmm. I think it's not only in. Uh We're just waiting to get into there, see what the history is on there. But, yeah, we, there's
0: a lot
2: of places in East Aurora we can do. I like to, like I said, the small businesses, the homes the personal things more so than the, you know, commercialized ones.
0: Sure.
2: Those ones are good, too. It's just that so many people go there. Right. And I kind of like to be outside the box. I don't really want to do the same old thing.
1: That and, that and like you said, helping people come to terms at times with things that are, you know, going on in their homes and businesses and stuff like that. I I did do uh, my
2: friend's, um, and I cleansed it for her because she's got a lot of activity that comes in and out of her home as well. But I think that she actually, she definitely has um, a connection to the paranormal. She needs to brace it a little bit more. She's definitely, she's definitely a medium. She just hasn't, like,
1: harnessed it yet. Yeah, and that can be super dangerous. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. Like like you had said to me, that's the first thing that you said to me on our last investigation at the Hinsdale House. You're like, you're way too open for this. Yep. So, Going to all these places and having experienced this for so long, have you had any spirit attachments? Negative or positive? Have you
2: I, I'm I'm sure I have had I know I have had a negative one uh, maybe before that I've had had cleanse off, but um nothing not often, not that way. I, I know I have had it in the past. Mhm. Uh. Part of the part of the package, you know, you know what's going to happen. You just have to be ready to yield it, accept it, clean it off, get it, you know, banish it. Let it know that you can't stay with you, you can't attach itself and stay with you.
1: Right. I know, I feel like my problem sometimes is that I feel like I don't know. I I I feel like it's part of the game. Like I feel like I've I've had negative ones, and it's to the point now where I'm constantly having to do things to protect myself because I feel like we're, we're getting not, we're, we are getting deeper into this work and I don't know, it's kind of hard to differentiate between what is good sometimes and what is not. And I feel like doing what we do, you know, we want to help people. We want to help souls and it, If we're that open, like you say, then I feel like these things just, this will just attach. I don't know. It's been hard for for me lately. Like, I don't know if I sent you that um, picture, but um, the night, the the day, because we spent an overnight at the Hinsdale house, the um, day we got back, that night, I literally got attacked in my bed here at home. And I literally felt a hand grab me. I had mentioned this in my last post. It grabbed me, and I can see, like, five huge fingerprints on my leg, and I had three scratches down my arm. And, look, that investigation was honestly insane. That was, like, one of the best investigations that I've ever been on, though, with you guys. And it's crazy how things were so, like, quote, unquote, normal. Like, things were going well most of the night. We did the Estes method, which is probably one of my favorite Things to and do. It. Yeah, it's so legit. <laughs> you really get some answers, but I feel like things are going so well. And then, as you know, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm a little tired. Let's get a couple hours of sleep. Three, three o'clock, of course. Three o'clock rolls around, and what happens? I start freaking vomiting. I start yeah. <laughs> getting like, and I was, I was in a good mood. I mean, we, we, we just did a great investigation. Um, we were all there together, you know, and I just got the most negative, negative thoughts in my head at the time. And it, like, I couldn't shake it off until I left the, um, property. So that was pretty crazy, but <clears throat> so what, so how many times have you been at the Hintzel house? What, what was the first time that you went there? Uh, I've been there
2: twice. Um, uh-huh. first time was with a friend of mine, June and my daughter mm-hmm. Lily and we went there we did the day trip mm-hmm. we went through and looked at it all during the day we went up, you know um case uh casey actually walked us through the tour when was this not this uh, two ago, i think okay i think it was two ago. Mm-hmm. and that was really nice because i wanted to make sure that before i actually committed to doing it overnight mm-hmm. i kind of knew what i was getting into absolutely
1: i didn't want to go
2: there with you know not knowing Knowing what the place is, but not knowing what to expect. Right. So we did this trip, and and I was like, "All right." And I definitely felt something at the pond. Um,
1: what did you before, feel?
2: Well, before Casey even said anything about um what had happened at the pond, mm-hmm. I turned to my friend June and I'm like, "I so know like and see a small child, like a boy," and then I feel like there's a tragedy here. He, he drowned, and. I say that and then she had mentioned a tragedy a, a drowning there. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, well that was spot on. So that was one thing right there. Um, another thing is just like when you walk in, well, now we know something's in the basement. <laughs> but when we went down in the basement it was yeah, there's definitely more to that basement than that little area that they show. So absolutely more to it. The other thing that happened at the Hins House when we were all there together? Mm-hmm. This past um September. Yeah, September. yeah, September. <laughs> I would walk up the stairs. You guys all walked up the stairs, and I followed you up behind. And I thought Lillian went mm-hmm. towards the right, which is what Laura's room, correct? Yes. And I heard someone giggling, and I thought Lily was giggling in there. So I went in there. I was like, okay, I'm going to go in there with Lily. You no, know, I was the only one in there. And I sat down in the back because, obviously, they wanted me to sit down in there, and I could just feel almost like someone breathing. But then uh, it was kind of heavy, and then it broke, and it got real light again. So I was like, all right,
1: that was interesting. Wow. And that's when I got up, and I went into the other room with you guys. Yeah, that house is something else, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. definitely, like, have to go back, like, knowing what we know now. You know what I right. mean? I think it will be really good. So so um, just want to mention our team, we are making more merchandise. At the moment, we have what hoodies, t-shirts. We're yep. working on getting women's leggings, um, calendars. Some
2: zip hoodies and
1: calendars, yeah. Calendars. Um, we're also going to be putting out uh, coloring books for yep. children.
2: Yes, I'm working on that right now. Have
1: that started. And yeah, we should and adult coloring books because of course. <laughs>
2: right.
1: <laughs> so you and I both do witchcraft, and it's pretty cool because I'll tell you, you know, I've known you for a while, you know, through family, but you were the one of the only people who has just stood out to me so much even before that. I'm like, what is it about her? <laughs> you know what I mean? What is it about her? And then sure enough, come to find out, look at us now, <laughs> um, how you know, what has gotten you into witchcraft? Why have you chosen that path? And how does it help you in your everyday life? How do you incorporate well, it? Um, I guess I started,
2: again, when I was younger. I've always mm-hmm. been into like, the supernatural side of things. Um, I'm kind of blaming my mom for that one. Her and my aunts always they encouraged me to use my imagination and then they would just do things that would just, for in instance, they made an entire gnome village for me when I was a child and had me completely believing about gnomes and stuff uh-huh. stars and everything out in Colden where my aunt lived. Really? <laughs> it was yes, it was amazing. Wow. Yep. <laughs> wow. And it was just like, it's like part of my childhood that was like, it was the best part of my childhood. I loved it so much. And then we would go to, um, there's a camp over there that was abandoned, and they would just tell me all these ghost stories about it, and just, when you walked in the place, like, the pool was so bad, but it actually looked like somebody was breathing in it. The wow. Way of, like, the water was, it was really crazy. So, that just kind of got me more interested in, you know, the other side of things. Like, I knew that there was more to us, and it wasn't just, you know, this. There was more to it. And then, um... Another friend of my mom's, she would always read my tarot cards. Okay. And that really piqued my interest.
0: Right. And everything
2: just went from there. It just started to felt right, felt natural. Like, I was uh, raised Catholic. Yeah. I went to a Catholic school until I was in fifth grade. So I begged them to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Finally, they let me go to a public school, which was so much better.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I just I didn't feel like I would get there. I didn't feel right. Like, I know, like, everybody has different beliefs, but
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just did It wasn't my fit. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much. I just started following my own path and doing my own thing. And nature is just basically how I based everything. After, after that, just that just works in my life. This it's all all about nature. I love the moon. The moon is something that I I work with all the time.
1: Right. Oh, that has a huge effect on on everything. It uh, always has. You know there's like statistics that say that things like um suicides and murders and crazy stuff are more it happens more during the full moon. The energy of it makes people nuts i mean and if you don't know how to you know um you know tune into that and i i I guess you know part of witchcraft is using these things to your advantage almost you know to either learn how to grow through something or um, you know, put certain intentions out there or just use the faces of the moon to, you know, see when you need some more self-care. Like, that has a, an effect on everything, I find. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, I and of course, we went to the Hinsdale house during a full moon
2: <laughs> last yes, time. We yes, we did. Yep, that was pretty cool.
1: It was beautiful. Full moon over the Hinsdale house.
2: Yep, it was so pretty. <laughs> the next morning waking up and seeing the deer standing outside, it was just,
1: I just walked outside or like cut right up close to the gear and then they looked at me like I was crazy and ran away. But it was fun. So, um all right, so we're I'm I'm going to, you know, once my Facebook is sorted out, I'm going to be <laughs> tagging um the team on here. So I want everybody who's watching, everyone who is not already joined, um, our team on Facebook is called Ghost Stories, Fact and Fiction, or GSFF. I will tag us, and then um, we also. Do you want to tell people about the psychic fair coming up in May?
2: Yeah, uh, May twenty-second. I believe
1: this. I think so. I have it written down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just... But yeah, we're going to have a psychic fair. It's going to be at Wales Center Your Fire Company in Wales Center on um, twenty-eighth. Um, which is Big Tree Road in Wales. And, uh, we're gonna have a bunch of different vendors and hopefully some speakers. Mm-hmm. If you or anyone knows or is interested in joining, just contact our group. You can, yeah, just message us at GSFF, GSFF or Ghost Stories Back and, and someone will get back to you as soon as we can. Cause, uh, the more the area.
1: Super excited. What? Um, so you will have your own table there, correct? Yes. What are some yep. of the things that you will be advertising or, you know, putting out there?
2: I do a lot of um, jewelry making, a lot of crystal work. Um, so I'll put a little bit of this and that together. I have some of my little goodie bags together, some of my spell bags. And uh, if anyone has any questions, I do um, Oracle readings, more so than tarot. I love my Lenormand deck. I've been using that for years. It's just a very good deck
1: for me. That's crazy. That's the only thing I really haven't even learned to do, and I don't know why. Tarot cards, of all things. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which But you're the Ouija board girl.
1: Yes, yes, I am. Speaking of that, so have you? When's the first time you used the Ouija board?
2: Oh, when I was a kid, we used to play with, you know,
1: the Hasbro Ouija board. Okay. But um, who uh, got you that? <laughs> oh no.
2: Don't know. I actually I don't know how I got who gave it to me, but I I, yeah, I still have it. So you do? Uh
1: huh.
2: Yeah, I still have it. Yeah, actually, when I moved in here, there was a Ouija board in the rafters of the house. Oh. Um, I still have that too. I have it in my cabinet. I keep it locked away because it's in it, and I don't want to open it. Like people want to use it, and I'm like. Uh, no. Something else. no. I don't want to lose this board. This board is going to be locked away in my cabinet. It's in a, pl- it's in a place where you, you cannot get it out of the cabinet. You would have to take everything out of my cabinet. Like, just,
1: that's it's like, that's like keeping guns off the street. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right?
1: Wow. You found it in there. That's that's usually not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, oh, oh. like I
2: said, this house has been, you know, right. more than one person has said the same stories that we've gone through. So.
1: Wow. So, have you used any other ones? And what is your most, you know, have you had any really like crazy experiences using Ouija boards Or not really?
2: No, I'm not really. It's not really something that I use too much. Uh, just I kind of stay away from it because I just want to make sure I don't open something that I'm not prepared to close.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I know I was saying on my last post, like, I don't recommend it at all. And, like, even an, another friend of mine, she's like, you know, I really want to switch a, a loved one, you know, should I do this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Either have somebody, you know, like me or I don't, yeah, recommend them. You are totally right. They are really, really dangerous. Like, when I do them, I, it's it, it's a whole ritual for it to go yeah. safe, safely.
2: Yeah, you just don't grab the board and grab the planchette and just say, hey, let's sit down and play. No,
1: not at all. It's
2: not, it's not, a, g- it's not a game, you know. But I do like to, I do scrying. Um, okay. I nice oracle cards.
1: Really? What Scrying yeah. is with the mirror?
2: I do scrying I with a mirror and I do the pendulums. Okay. The pendulum board. Mm-hmm. So I'll do those two things, yeah. Uh, the mirror takes a lot of concentration, so it's not something I like to do with people, like a group of
1: people or something I would do. It's more of a meditation for me. Right. Huh. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. have, have you heard of a psychomantium? No. It's yeah, it's that's 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 basically what it is. I, I, I learned about it in my early twenties. It's using mirrors. It's like scrying. But um okay. you're you're literally conjuring like spirits into these mirrors. It's pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I have a lot of mirrors in the because, like I know that there's supposed to be more taxes to the spiritual world and stuff, so like I said I'm I'm open to having them come in and out as long as they're not malevolent I should not speak today. You're good. And um Yeah, I just I have a my other I have my charms around the house and so
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, I keep everything
1: What are some of your um sorry. What are your what are some of your favorite uh crystals and gems to use?
2: Uh I like to use tourmaline. Um mm-hmm. Amethyst. Those are my two favorite. Actually, elf and citrine. What, I do like citrine. What is it's a the happy
1: sound for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ha- do you wear them as like necklaces and stuff, or you just put them around your house and whatnot?
2: I put them on my house. I have them at work. them um, like in my pocket, my purse.
1: What is the black tourmaline for? Protection. Okay.
2: So when um, the kids would have like nightmares and not be able to sleep, I would just take a piece of tourmaline and like put one in each corner of their room. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of keeps, like, a little protection barrier around them and awesome. made them feel better.
1: And then I know amethyst is pretty much for psychic protection. Yeah. Um, What is the, you said citrine, what is that for?
2: Citrine, it's, I call it my happy stone. Gotcha. I just, <laughs> I just hold it, and it just, it just gives me that happy vibe, and it makes me at ease. They went at my desk at work, so.
1: Yeah, that and uh, Rose Quartz is my favorite. I don't know, if it's just because I like pink, or it's the love, like it's the love film. So, <laughs> so, um, I was just gonna ask you something. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go to Greystone next. Um, I well, hopefully, um, when I went there, it's crazy that you said what you said about it because when I went there to film for the Death Walker, and um, Sebastian and Cheyenne were there. Um, I totally felt what you felt. I felt like the upstairs was just like, oh, it was really heavy. I felt like yeah. there was a lot going on up there. Definitely. You yeah. know what I mean?
2: It's like it's really hard to breathe. Right. So I haven't, I haven't looked in the history of the place. I like Sebastian had just told me that the apparently it was a race car, uh, race car. Oh my goodness, race horse um, enthusiast, and there's some horses buried on the property. Okay. But I really don't know much more about that place.
1: Yeah, me either. I need so, to I like this. to go in
2: kind of blind. I don't want to know the history of something until after I'm there and go through everything. And then I, that's what um, that's what the other was doing with us. And she go ahead and get like history right. in place for us.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: afterwards we go and investigate. Then we come back, get the history, see what matches together. And then this, we decided to go back again for a second time. We already had the history, but then we can piece together everything that we see to begin with what it says that happened really to what we feel
1: that's a really that's a really good technique i see i see like you know i don't know i mean for for me i guess i like to know the history first but i think that's a really good tech technique and then review it after exactly like you said Yeah. And, but,
2: you, know, you walk into something and someone's going to tell you that this has happened mm-hmm. your mind's thinking about it and they're gonna for me i just don't want to overthink something and Oh, this is what they said. So maybe that's really what it is. But I want to see what it is myself. I want to feel what it is before I know
1: if it's any history. And then figure out if it's like you know. We'll have to talk to Heather about um, doing an investigation there because yeah, we were there just filming. We we like, weren't investigating anything. But yeah, but yeah, I was like, wow, this upstairs. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I felt like a strong like female energy and. I really, I still don't know a lot about the history of that place, but I'm gonna look into it. We should, we have to go there.
2: Yeah, Sebastian's gonna get us in
1: there. So, have you ever been to Lilydale?
2: No, I haven't.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> you would love it.
2: That was a plan to do this summer as well, but then um, it was a busy summer. So what? Wedding going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're we'll going to put, had to just put together exactly where we want to go, what we want to do. Yeah. And uh, go
1: ahead and do it this summer. Yeah. Knock it out. This summer. Oh, and then we also yeah. planned on, well, we were talking about going to Salem as well next yeah. year. Well, we're going to see what
2: happens with that because, as you know, Sebastian and Cheyenne
1: are expecting. Right. It's <laughs> true.
2: And we were planning on going in June. So it's maybe push out a little bit, but we'll
1: see where we can go. Right. We need to stay local.
2: Yep.
1: Another grandbaby for me. <laughs> All right. What time are we at here? I, I honestly. 9.43.
2: Yeah.
1: So is there anything else you would like to say? We are going to also, if if you're in the area or wherever you are, if you are watching this and you are having any issues in your home, or you have any questions about the paranormal? Um, our team, we are here to help. So, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Um, you know, we are here for you guys. Definitely. I'm going to start.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's the best thing is just be able to get in there and help someone else. Let them know that you know it's okay, and put them at ease, and if there is anything that we can do to take care of any issues that they're having.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Sean Lee. And thank
2: you and for my, me. It was very so
1: fun. My first guest and the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, thank you for everything. Oh, so one last thing. So what, what year did you, was Ghost Stories, Facts, and Fiction created? Oh,
2: um, it's going to be... Six years of December. It's December fourteenth, two thousand sixteen. I created the um, Facebook page, and I just created it to put down all my experiences, Mm -hmm. my stories, let people figure out if they are real or not themselves. And then I just started snowballing into more and more, and then I got all these people who were following along and adding their stories in, and before you know it, Sebastian's like, you know, we should just
1: this into our
2: investigating team, and I'm like, nope, so I gave him the reins and he
1: ran with it and here we are now awesome and we also have a YouTube and uh a TikTok, t- a TikTok page at g s f f underscore paranormal so please go follow us there as well but again if you um are following us on Facebook please please do We've had a busy year like uh, Sean Lee said, but um we're gonna have a lot of stuff. All right, well well thank you so much.
2: Thank you. I will talk to you soon.
1: All right, have a good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. All right guys. Um so like I said, so next week, um, next Sunday at nine PM I will be going live again. It's just it's just gonna be me next week. Um I do have a few topics that I want to talk about, and like I said, they're going to be pretty heavy topics, but I think that they are things that people, I I think it's things that people need to to talk about, and um, I just wanted to let a lot of people know that they are not alone, and um, yeah, so I I will probably be having a a guest at least once a month, um, trying to get someone to do it now for next month, but We'll see. But thank you again to Sean Lee. Thank you again, Ryan, with um, the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show for having me. Um, Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you all have a great night.